gold medal, but a new world record. Welcome to Sharing the Victory, the weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. The opening ceremony for the Summer Olympics in China is just days away, and we have a great Olympic-style lineup for you today. 2004 women's soccer gold medalist Kat Whitehill. The best thing that I've learned this year is just knowing that the one constant in my life is Jesus Christ, and that's what has completely made this experience for me. Olympic shot putter Ron Backus. So reminded of Psalm 51 where David talks about the sacrifice God wants is a broken and humble spirit. And so when I heard those words, it was God calling out to me and I surrendered my life to Christ. And Olympic runner Dan Brown. With some of the um, ups and downs that I've gone through, that's been my thoughtful prayer that I want to finish well, I want to finish and let this be a, a statement of glorification for what God can do. Now here's the host of Sharing the Victory, University of Nebraska assistant football coach, Ron Brown. I am so glad that you joined us today. And you know what? I don't know about you, but I'm pumped up about the Olympics. My first interview is with Kat Whitehill, who won gold with the United States women's soccer team in 2004. Kat was aiming for more gold this year, but unfortunately she suffered an injury and the Olympics won't be a reality for her this year. Nevertheless, I had an opportunity to interview Kat before she had her injury and asked her how hard it is physically and mentally to prepare for the Olympics. You know, it's hard. I mean, you, you definitely you grow relationships with these girls, and you come in and out. And, I mean, we are traveling a ton this year. You know, I think I've been out of the country this year more than I've been in it. Hmm. I rarely see my husband right now, and um, I rarely see my family. And it's the same with all these other girls. And, you know, it's hard as well because... You know, your teammates come in and out. You, you know, our starting lineup, I think, has been different every game. Hmm. And um, you play games with yourself. And, you know, especially being a woman, you know, we all think that we're terrible and that, we, you know, that we're not going to be here. And so it's a mental game just to get us, you know, up and thinking that we're good. And hmm. um, I know that's totally opposite for guys, but that's how it is in the women's game. And, and it's just a, it's a, it's a very taxing thing for us. And it's really hard. And, you know, I think the, the, the best thing that I've learned this year is just knowing that the the one constant in my life is Jesus Christ, and that's what has completely made this experience for me. Kat, yes, you know that. that That is a given fact. You've trusted your life to Christ. But how does that faith come alive in you while you're going through the 100-plus games that you go through in preparation for this, the grueling workouts, the emotional pressure? How daily does Christ come alive for you? Um, you know, it's, it's a minute-by-minute minute process, really. And, you know, you— it's so easy to forget about Jesus, especially when you're playing the game and everything. But as soon as you remember that he's, you know, right there by your side helping you out, it makes things a lot easier. And I know that sounds very cliche, but especially this year, this has been one of the hardest years in my career. I've totally learned that. And, you know, it's been, it's, it's something that's very special. It's something that wasn't easy to, you know, figure out. But I think it's been a really neat process just to see how God works in you and how he has a bigger plan and, and how, you know, as, as hard as everything has been mentally, physically, spiritually, and everything, you know, Jesus is, is right there. He's making sure that, that you're okay, you know. And and, um, and I think I have this, I, I now have this cross around my neck where it kind of hits me. I can't wear it during a game, but I can wear it during practice, and it, and it hits me. 
And so it just keeps, it's a constant reminder that Christ is right there and that I can't let the, the evil thoughts get into my mind. I just remember that Christ is the one that's in control. Hmm. You know, Kat, you, you talked about your husband who's in medical school way back on the other side of the country right now at the University of North Carolina, and, and you're sharing Christ with him now on a regular basis, even though you guys can't be together often. What type of fellowship are you able to have with him? I'm sure that there are some young couples who are listening right now who are who may be in a situation like you all. You're young, maybe still in school. Both of you may be working to a degree. That's what you guys are doing in a sense. Yeah. What's that like and how do you keep things connected? I mean, what type of intentional time do you two spend together via the phone or email or what have you now since right. you can't be together physically all the time? I mean, it's not easy. I'm going to tell you that up front. I mean, I see Robert a week out of every month, basically, and that's how it's been since January, and that's how it'll be until, you know, September, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's, that's really hard. It's really difficult, especially the, the fact that I think we've, you know, we've been married two and a half years, and I think we've seen each other maybe half of that, mm-hmm. if that. That's really hard, but, you know, the phone is extremely important for us. You know, we have video chat so we can see each other. Huh. You know, that is important. And, and then that week that I see him, we're very intentional with our time. And, you know, he, he's very diligent with his studies. You know, he makes sure to study. But as soon as he is done with studying, he is with me 100%. He doesn't think about school anymore. You know, I don't think about soccer. I do my workout, and I don't think about soccer. And we make sure that we have that intentional time. And we're very passionate about that. And, I mean, I, I have a lot of friends that still live in the um, Durham Chapel Hill area where I live, and, you know, they know not to call me the first three days because I need to spend that with my husband, and mm-hmm. that's what's important. And, and Robert has been huge during this process. He's come to visit me as much as he can, and, you know, he's just, he's just been there, and, you know, he totally understands this process. He understands that it's not easy for me, and I know that it's not easy for him, but mm-hmm. I think that the times that we have together, we make sure it's intentional, especially the phone conversations. You know, if I'm distracted by the television you know, it's it's a much more difficult conversation. And so we just try and make sure that we're not distracted and that we're completely focused on each other. Well, I, I, first of all, I just want to say on behalf maybe of many of us out there that uh, we appreciate the risk that you guys are taken to follow that which God has placed on the agenda for you. And and in due time, God will uh, will have you all together on a, on a more regular basis. But uh, during that time, I know that even though it seems unorthodox, we know that the, the, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ will keep you guys. And, and so I appreciate that. Regarding your team, Kat, uh, do you have an opportunity to fellowship with some of the other Christians? Are there Christians on the on the soccer team? Did you experience that in the first Olympic Games that you played in? And what kind of fellowship did you have while you were at the Olympic site itself? Um, well, yeah, we have I have you know some great teammates who are just God fearing, God loving people who it's been awesome. We have a we have a great Bible study that meets as much as we can whenever we get a chance, and so that's very special and it's it's a very big part of who I am on this team and it's you know it's a tremendous encouragement to have those girls and um, just to talk to them you know in a different way than I would maybe with some other girls I mean unfortunately for us you know we don't get to stay in the Olympic Village so much but the one cool thing is they have a great avenue for churches and you can go to church on Sundays and they have Bible studies and stuff so it's, it's really cool that they have such a great avenue for athletes just to you know praise God whenever they want. That was my interview with Cat Whitehill, who won gold with the United States women's soccer team in 2004. As I mentioned, since that interview, Cat suffered an injury and will not be playing in the Beijing Olympics. How about we do this? Let's be in prayer for Cat and, and, and her dealing with this injury and missing out on the Olympics, but also that now she would get some quality time with her husband. Up next, 
FCA across America. I'll be talking with Ron Backus, a coach's ministry director for FCA in Minnesota and a former Olympian in the shot put in 1992. That's next on FCA's national radio show, Sharing the Victory. We've got our game plan down for the next game, no doubt about it. But I wish we could go over a game plan for life. I mean, every day I walk into this locker room and bam, here it comes. Peer pressure, drugs, partying, you name it. I never know what to say, I never know what to do. I need someone who can coach me for life and give me purpose. There is a master coach waiting to give you a new game plan for life. Go to morethanwinning.org. Here's what happened last time on Sharing the Victory. Tracy Stalls of the U.S. Women's Olympic Volleyball Team. You know, you get one of those perfect sets. Okay, it basically stops in the air. You know, I get up and I crush it. I let out like this big, ah, you know. And, and it's like, when I land, it's been so neat to just feel God's pleasure and to just think about Him. Mm-hmm. And I've had more and more of those moments of just awareness of His presence. Don't miss Sharing the Victory. Hey, this is Jimmy Page, National Director of FCA Health and Fitness. Check us out on the web at fcahealthandfitness.org. Now back to Ron Brown and sharing the victory. I'm real excited about this interview in particular because not only was this guy uh, a member of the 1992 U.S. Olympic team, but he for four years was a fellow brother with me in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Ministry, and I still call him brother today, Ron Backus, the great shot putter. Welcome to Sharing the Victory. Oh, thanks, Coach. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to share what God's done in my life. Well, Ron, uh, you know, in your discovery of Jesus Christ, you had a very key moment as you were competing for the Olympic team in 1988 in the Olympic trials. Tell us what happened there. It was, it was pretty dramatic. Yeah, I had been ranked very high throughout that year, had been a national uh, champion, and was throwing the shot put. I, I thought in practice near world record pace. However, two weeks before the trials, uh, I got injured. And I pulled a muscle. I couldn't practice the actual technique for those two weeks. However, I healed up enough to compete. And I got into the prelims, and on my third throw, I threw 67 feet 8 inches. And I had been throwing much further than that, but I was in third place. And I was in third place through the fourth round, the fifth, and then finally in the sixth round on his last throw, a guy by the name of Jim Doring. He threw 67 feet 8 and 1 quarter inch. Wow. Uh, He passed me by one centimeter. I had one throw left, and I wasn't able to come back. And uh, after the competition, uh, I had finally gone back, and I was uh, speaking to my girlfriend at the time, and she just kind of looked at me, what's wrong with you? She says, you missed the Olympic team, you're dreaming. You didn't look like you cared. You didn't cry. You didn't stomp around. And what she observed was that, not that I didn't care, is that I was totally empty. She goes, you just sat on that bench and looked like you didn't care. And what I was feeling was nothing. I was numb. I was empty. I felt worthless. Ron, uh, as you went through this difficulty of missing the Olympic team in 1988 by one centimeter, what next? Well, for me, it was a real soul-searching time. It was really looking at my life. Now, what am I going to do? I'm 25 years old. I've been dreaming about this dream since I was 12. Do I pursue it for another four years, or do I go move on in my life? And my thought was, I can't give up. I can't come this close and have the regret of not trying again. So I pursued that. But in the meantime... 
God was really working on my life. And from my background, I just felt I needed to be a better person, and that was going to make God happy. But over those four years, it was a lot of trying to be a better person then falling back into the same old sinful patterns. And then finally, through some other circumstance uh, that were very difficult, I, I finally came to the bottom. I finally broke. And again, same thing on the outside. Things were going well, but on the inside I was dying. And a friend invited me to church, and I uh, went to church for a couple weeks. And I was hearing the same message I heard back in 10 years earlier when I said a prayer, quote-unquote. But this time my heart was different. I was ready to receive. I was ready to submit, ready to humble. Cause my heart was broken, and I'm so reminded of Psalm 51 where David talks about the sacrifice God wants is a broken and humble spirit, you know, a broken and contrite heart. Mm-hmm. And I had that. And, and so when I heard those words, it was God calling out to me, and I surrendered my life to Christ. So it just so happens, two weeks before the Olympic trials in 1992, and that was the same timing two weeks before the Olympic trials in 88 that my body was broken and I was injured. But this time I was healed spiritually, and I came to know the Lord. And, uh, and so for those two weeks, man, I really experienced the joy, and then I was able to compete in the 92 Olympic trials down in New Orleans. Wow. Well, Ron, it's great words. Thanks for being on Sharing the Victory today. Uh, we've been talking with Ron Backus, former U.S. Olympian in the shot put of 1992, also a former Minnesota Vikings team chaplain, and presently he's one of the coaches ministry directors in Minnesota for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Thanks for adding that wisdom and, and sharing with us just that great turn in your life, coming to faith in Jesus Christ, forgiving your sins, and setting you free. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate you having me uh, on the show. There's been some good stuff so far today, right? And we got plenty more. When Sharing the Victory continues, I'll visit with Olympic long-distance runner Dan Brown. Since 1954, FCA has had the vision of seeing the world impacted by the influence of athletes and coaches. Sharing the Victory Radio is the newest piece of that vision, and the continuance and growth of this program is dependent on friends like you. Would you show your support for Sharing the Victory Radio by making a tax-deductible donation? Call 1-866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-STV-5031. Or go to sharingthevictory.com. Olympic memory. R.A. Dickey, pitcher for the 1996 U.S. baseball team. It was a real fun time. It was a real disappointing time, too, because we only won the bronze medal and we had the expectation of the gold. But at the same time, it was a real awesome sensation to run out for opening ceremonies in Atlanta to a crowd chanting USA. I mean, it gives you a real sense of patriotism and a sense of gratefulness to God. Olympic memory. Have a question or comment about the program? Our email is stvradio at fca.org. That's stvradio at fca.org. Now back to sharing the victory with Ron Brown. Do you know what it's like to run at a high level, elevated thousands of feet above sea level? Well, Dan Brown does. The 2004 Olympian is here with us at Sharing the Victory. Dan Brown, welcome to Sharing the Victory. Thanks very much. How is the competitive spirit of Jesus impacting your life today as you run and do all these other things? When I think back to the cross, you know, I think of what Christ did for us, and um, it's it's truly amazing when you really just try and 
put yourself in his shoes. It's just what he did for us and, and taking on the, the sins of the world and dying, you know, when he could have very easily have called in his army and just taken care of whoever was persecuting him. You know, the fact of the matter is that he showed love, the ultimate love. Mm-hmm. Early on in my career, I would use some, like, negative stimuli to, um, not necessarily negative, but I would, would think about things that would get me a little bit riled up, mm-hmm. and that would motivate me. But now, uh, more than anything, with, with being married and, and everything, I tend to view my career and try and think about the things that I love, and that tends to motivate me, and one of those being Christ and what he's done. Well, you know, that's a very interesting comment, Dan, because when you think about it, a lot of times we think that we have to make a separation from Jesus Christ to get the most out of our talent, to run with tenacity. Somehow there's this nice guy attitude about Christians, that Jesus was just a good old guy, a good nice guy, and a peaceful guy. And and he was all of that, but he was a fierce competitor. And he once made this statement, the foxes have holes, the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. I mean, it was tough to follow Jesus Christ in the day as a disciple, but it is now as well. How did you relate to the competitive, intense nature of Jesus to your Christian walk? And, and did it affect you and inspire you as you ran? Yes, it did. And, you know, the one thing that stands out when I, as I think about that is that the thing that Christ obviously knows how to do is um, he knows how to finish well. And uh, in a lot of ways, with my running career, you know, especially in this quadrennium from 2004 to 2008, with some of the um, ups and downs that I've gone through, that's been my, my thoughtful prayer the whole time is that ultimately I just, I want to finish well, I want to finish and let this be a, a statement of uh, glorification for what you know God can do in our lives and uh, when we continue to persevere and, and believe. We're talking to Dan Brown, the outstanding runner, the, a member of the 2004 Olympic team, one of the great long-distance runners. You talked about finishing uh, and what a great finisher Jesus was. You know, Jesus had a very rocky start, uh, if you had to look in the eyes of the world. He was born in a little unknown, forgotten town called Bethlehem. He had no place for him to even be born. He, had a, he was born in an animal stall. He was born into poverty. When I look at your running career, you really didn't start focusing on running until your junior year of high school. And then even in college, you had your injury situation for the first couple of years. It wasn't just a real smooth start for an Olympic runner. Um, You had to make up a lot of ground. How did you see God make up all that ground in a short period of time? Well, God can do anything he wants, you know. And and if you're um, in his will and um, you're striving and, and doing your absolute best, he will place before you, I believe, opportunity and, um, and courage and, and commitment, and, and that's just what I'm trying to tap into. And, you know, I said, it doesn't really matter where you start. The point is to start, but then the most important thing is to finish and finish well. That's how you reach goals, is by finishing. And so that's what I'm trying to do in my life. And, you know, my Christian walk, it's a continuous journey, and, and uh, you know, we're going, you know, eventually to be with Him, and we'll be perfected with Him, and I just, you know, looking forward to that that day. Hmm. So what's that look like when you're in the middle of an intense race? And it's a, it's a long race, but it's a it's a fast race. You know, we us uh, folks who think we're runners go out there and we think, well, long-distance running is, is you know, is this a kind of a jog. You guys are sprinting <laughs> for long <laughs> periods of time, and, and uh, people don't realize how fast you're going. But in that process where there's agony and you're hitting walls and you 
you got rigor mortis climbing up your back and, sure. and everything else. Can you describe what you're actually thinking about? What's your conscious mindset as you're running and being motivated by the love of Christ? What, what does that look like? Is it just a, an expression or is there, is there a reality while you're running in Christ? Well, the one word that, that pops into my head is concentration. In life, there are certain moments when you have to concentrate harder. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're presented with sinful opportunities and different things that might distract you, I guess if you concentrate more on Christ and, and ask Him to help you, then He'll help you through that. And um, for me in the in the running world, yeah, there, there are intense moments, but you practice the concentration. And when the race comes, it um, you naturally meet that challenge. Well, what you're talking about, Dan, is an intentionality of conscious thinking about Christ. It's not just uh, you're in la-la land. And to do that, you have to spend time with Christ. You've got to know Him. How do you get to know Christ on a, on a regular basis? What is it that you do? And do you have quiet time, a time with the Lord and a word and prayer? What's your training regime in Christ, so to speak? My, my best time spent with Him is during my runs, you know, when I'm out there. And hmm. those times... Are quiet times and reflective times for me, and then you know just to open up a conversation and, and uh, pour out my my thoughts and prayers and petitions, and and also to listen. You know that's another important thing. Hmm. How do you listen to God? What is that like? I mean, is He speaking through your conscience? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, definitely. You just be quiet, and uh, I don't know. I just you just listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 it, it's amazing how God will speak through your thoughts. Well, that's certainly verified in Scripture. In John chapter 10, you know, Jesus tells us that uh, his sheep hear his voice, the shepherd's voice, and he is the great shepherd, and we're his sheep. For those of us who know Christ as Savior and Lord, we get the privilege of hearing the voice of God anywhere, any place, any time, even in the middle of a long-distance speed run at uh, 9,000 feet above sea level. <laughs> right on. Thanks for being on the show with us today. That's Dan Brown, the outstanding runner, Olympian from the state of Oregon, one of the great runners of the world, with us today on Sharing the Victory. Thank you very much. So what does your workout schedule look like? Are you making sure you're getting your daily exercise? Now what about your spiritual training? FCA President Les Stecker will help you stay disciplined in your spiritual workout. Stay tuned for Coach's Corner. That's next on FCA's national radio show, Sharing the Victory. Serving. Integrity. Teamwork. Excellence. These are the core values of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Get an in-depth look at each value from select contributors such as Tony Dungy, John Wooden, Laura Wilkinson, John Kidna, Betsy King, and Les Steckel. The first two books, Serving and Integrity, are available now at fca.org. This book series will be an excellent resource for high school, college, and professional athletes and fans at all levels. The Core Values book series available at fca.org. Ron Brown's guest next weekend on Sharing the Victory is headed for the Olympic Games in China. Hi, I am Hailey Spound, the U.S. heptathlete, and I will be jumping and running through the grace of God. Also on the program, two gold medalists from Olympics past, basketball Hall of Famer Jerry Lucas and track and field legend Madeline Mims. You won't want to miss sharing the victory. Welcome back to Sharing the Victory. I'm Ron Brown. It's time to check in with FCA president, former college and NFL coach, Les Steckel. We call this segment 
Coach's Corner. In one week, it will be August 8th, 2008, or 080808. In the Bible, the number 8 represents new beginnings. In the 2008 Olympic Summer Games, beginning on 080808 in China, will certainly be a new beginning. Hosting this, the most ancient and most celebrated of all sporting events in the nation, that is the most populated in the world, but still largely unknown to the rest of us. The whole world will be focused on these games and the athletes that will be competing. Some of the sports in these Olympic Games are rarely televised, and some of these athletes are only made known to us every four years. Therefore, we may not be able to always appreciate the many years these athletes have been dedicated to their sport and been dreaming about achieving the international recognition that comes with winning a gold medal. As we're likely to discover, these Olympians have had such a burning desire to compete for their country that they have sacrificed everything, time, money, luxury, sleep, relationships, just for the chance to put on their nation's colors and compete for a recognition as being the best in the world. When the gold, silver, and bronze medalists take the medal stand and hear their national anthem and see their country's flag raised, it is one of the most moving images in all of sports. We find ourselves glued to their faces, which are usually filled with equal measures of joy, pride, patriotism, exhaustion, and also relief. I'm quite sure you've wondered, as I have, what it would be like to take the top position on the stand and have that huge gold medal and ribbon placed around your neck. Too bad not all of us can have that kind of experience. Or is it? True, you may never represent your country in a world-class competition, but as a citizen of the kingdom of God, you do have the incredible chance to represent Christ every day in the ongoing spiritual battle between good and evil. Are you training like a spiritual athlete whose heavenly Father's glory is on the line? Olympic athletes train day in and day out for many years for a single event that may last just a brief moment. Their dedication and discipline is incredible, for they know what is at stake. Sure, that gold medal is awesome, but it's absolutely nothing in comparison to the things of eternity. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25 says, Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. As citizens of the kingdom of God, we have the privilege and responsibility to live lives that are dedicated to spiritual training so that we can compete well for the Lord and represent Him to the world. In this spiritual training, we must read our Bibles daily. We must be communicating with our master coach through prayer, and we must be in a relationship with our teammates in the body of Christ. A side note, the number eight is good luck in China. So as you're watching the Olympic opening ceremony on 8808, no good luck is one thing, yet God's blessings are far greater. It's never too late to begin a more disciplined spiritual training. May God bless you as you further dedicate your life for His glory. Okay, this time next week, the Olympics will be underway. And we'll have a great show next week to kick off these Olympics in Beijing. Remember, there are two ways of doing sports. God's way or man's way. Which will you choose? From all of us here at Sharing the Victory, have a great week. Want to learn more about Sharing the Victory? All you have to do is go online at sharingthevictory.com slash radio. You can listen to past programs and subscribe to the weekly podcast. You can also read about host Ron Brown and FCA President Les Steckel. 
Plus, there's a place for you to leave your questions or comments about the program or nominate an athlete or coach for one of our features. Check us out often at sharingthevictory.com slash radio. Thanks for listening today and make plans to join us next week. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul in sports.